Hi, I'm Patrick Flessner, and I'm again at Gut Talks, double G U double T. I have a question here as you were talking. I don't know if you have this program in uh, Germany called Undercover Boss. Yeah, I think that's yeah. on TV somewhere, I think. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's on TV. I used to watch the French version, I mean, sometimes, and uh, the, the, the English one, the American one. Yeah, I think sometimes. And I don't personally like the word boss, but what do you think of this uh, program? I must confess, I think I haven't watched it. I oh, know okay. what, 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 what's going on. I think this kind of boss goes into a, into a, let's say, an outlet without the people knowing that he's actually the boss and he's just doing the, the, the work, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. In, in order to understand how people behave, how people treat each other. It's, I think, in real life, I would find this a bit tricky and dishonest. Yeah. And I'm absolutely convinced that you need to be a trust trustworthy leader who's transparent, who's honest. So it, I think it doesn't resonate with me. I think, but the idea is great yeah. because you need to understand how people behave, maybe to get a sense of, of the culture so that you are not in the ivory tower and don't know what's going on. Because I think, as I said, the third book is about culture and yeah. culture is a result of purpose, vision and values. And all three purpose, vision and, and values lead to the behavior And this behavior, you want to understand how people behave, then you will understand whether they work on the same values, on uh, towards the same vision, and for the same reason. I think that's very important. There are probably better ways to do this. Yeah, yeah. For me, the the part at the end where they just give rewards and stuff, and finding people who really need some help, you know, because they can't pay their bills. And for me, you know, when you want to help someone, you don't have to go and promote it. That's the part that I I don't like. But I like the concept of understanding what's happening in the organization where there's probably no visibility at the top, but understand how people feel, how they react, how, what they think about all this. But I just don't like the um, outcome of it. I, I just, I don't think this part should be on TV, but, but this is what sells. That, that's the thing again, going yeah. to. Uh... Yeah, let, let me share a story with you. When I came back uh, from my TED talk, I was flying with Ryanair and we were, we just, <laughs> we were just in the plane and this stewardess was almost shouting at passengers. Yeah, don't do the luggage here. Don't do this there. If I have to tell the one one more time, you're out here. Wow. And I and I only thought, you know, I was really about. I asked myself, should I say something when I leave the leave the plane? Well, should I say if your boss was here, he would probably fire you because this is not the behavior that someone at Ryanair wants to see. And she was an exception. The others were so polite and so friendly that decided to, to just not say anything. But this is like an example, you know, if you are so close and if you're in this plane and if the CEO uh, had been there, she would probably fired her. I'm sure he didn't, didn't want to see this kind of behavior. And, you know, these kind of behaviors, you know, one apple spoils the, uh, the bunch. I think that's that's how they say it. You know, others see it happening and, and will will behave the same way. And that's not what you want as a leader. Yeah. And as a customer, you, you will probably not fly back and you will say it everywhere to everyone. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, there are many stories on, on that front, but it's all linked. I mean, this whole, as you're saying, leadership topic, even customer experience, uh, experience in general, user experience, uh, company culture, they're so linked together. And and the funny thing is, you mentioned dysfunctional organizations, right? It's not rocket science. 
to make it function, <laughs> but it's, it's just a, a decision that's in the mind of some people where I'm not willing to make an effort, change and see what's happening versus I want to. And then that's all it takes. I personally think if we were now to ask 100 people, I don't know how many of them would have a clear answer to how do I create a functional organization. I think it's very blurry, it's like leadership. It comes in pieces. I think it's, it's, I agree that it's not rocket science. If you follow a system and there's also a system for this, but I think that most people just don't know. They don't know how to lead effectively, what it means. And they don't know, you know, culture and then leading culture. That's also why I wrote the book about change leadership and change the culture, because it's already difficult to change leadership or change management, but do this in a cultural setting. That's a tough one because culture is not, you know, changed by, by just simply saying, let's have different values. I mean, it's also what, what people try, right? You know, they write now values on the wall in, in, yes. in the entrance hall and think, you know, now everything is solved. If that is the system, it's probably not, not a good system. It's also a system, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, talking about it, saying we are driven by and we do this, doesn't mean they do it, obviously. But it's, it's but small changes can start making a difference. It's not what I meant by rocket science. It's like it can start with small modifications that are not so abrupt, I guess. But each one will be different. I mean, each organization is different. Each person is different. And also, we don't know what, if someone was to ask you, this is this happens with athletes, right? Like with football players, let's say they ask them every day before training, how did you sleep? How was your day, uh, your evening? How? And all this is linked to their performance. They use this as metrics linked also to their the nutrition and the performance they have on the pitch if they're, uh, I don't know, performing as they're supposed to or not and try to analyze how is it linked. And I think that this is just in one environment that's very, uh, I think, restricted and controlled when we talk about football because of the money that goes in it. But it, it happens in organizations. You're, you're uh, like the lady at Ryanair you were mentioning. Probably she, maybe she broke up with her boyfriend. I don't know. And, and she was not happy. But it's wrong again. You, it's not our job as customers to accept it or not. It's like you just don't do it like that. So yeah, and and sports, a PSG. Yeah, PSG. Yeah, I use it as a as a great example for a dysfunctional organization. Best players in the in the right roles, they lose because they are not a strong team. They're not a strong team. It lacks teamwork. Maybe it lacks also purpose. Is it? I'm not close enough. But for me, PSG is a good example of of a team where cultural change and different leadership could make them succeed. But also it's also and always about people. People matter and they shape the culture uh, together with the leader. And I think you are right in, in the sense that you can tweak it here and there and you can make significant changes. Uh, so if you think about the purpose again, am I here because I want to earn a lot of money and this club pays me so much? Or am I here because I want to be here? I want to be here to achieve to win the Champions League, to be in Paris and, and do something for the club. Do I actually share this vision? Probably the vision is the easiest one. Everybody wants to win the Champions League, so easy one. But, you know, values, you know, am I committed to work for the team or do I just want to, to score? Yeah? Do I have people, 11 people on the pitch who all embrace teamwork or not? And if you want to initiate change, you must make sure that the people on the pitch share the same values. Only if you share the sh same values, you will see the desired behavior and you can make, you can succeed. 
and maybe it's really about making it uh, changes here and there, and 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 they will finally get there. But I'm too far away. But that's how I look at it uh, from a distance. Yeah. I like this example because you said you have Messi, uh, Bappe, and Neymar, right? And all the money that's thrown in this club, and I'm, I'm, I don't really follow like in that sense, but. If you think about it, it makes sense, like all the money that's there. And it's not just about this, because you look at other teams that don't have that money and probably perform better yeah. or better leaders on the pitch and, and outside the pitch, because it's not only being on the pitch. If Neymar, Messi and uh, Mbappé do not run back and try to help the team also in the defense, what kind of signal is this? You know, they want to be leaders, but that's, that's not leadership. And then, you know, you see the defense saying, why should I run? And it won't work like this. Strong teams won't work like this. Yeah. It's enough about PSG. Enough about football. Do you follow football? Like, do you, do you follow like Champions League or German football? Yeah, I, I think I watch Champions League and, and my, my little Cologne uh, football club, but I'm not, you know, passionate or how are you? you say? It starts with the gut. It ends with the gut. It's in your gut. Gut Talks. This is the end of this episode with Patrick Flessner. Thanks for listening and make sure you listen to the next episode.